This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthcareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for June 26, 2010. In our top story this week, the official federal list of major healthcare information breaches, launched four months ago, now includes 99 incidents affecting almost 3.5 million Americans. Under the High Tech Act breach notification rule, which went into effect last September, Breaches affecting more than 500 people must be reported to the HHS Office for Civil Rights and the news media, as well as the individuals affected, within 60 days. Security expert Tom Walsh calls the total number of breaches reported so far surprisingly high. He adds, just imagine how many breaches were occurring prior to the breach notification requirement. Nobody was talking then. The vast majority of the incidents involved the loss or theft of information. Roughly 61% of the incidents involved the theft or loss of unencrypted computer devices, such as laptops, flash drives, CDs, or hard drives. Roughly 9% involved the theft or loss of paper records. In this week's featured blog, we point out that if you're looking for a way to persuade your CEO or board of directors to provide increased funding for information security, you might want to show them the list of breaches. Whether you work at a hospital, a clinic, or an insurance company, you cannot afford the bad publicity and high expense involved in reporting a breach. So when your CEO or board asks for evidence of a return on an information security investment, show them the federal breach list and news accounts about organizations dealing with the aftermath of security incidents. Yet another major breach was in the news this week. WellPoint, which owns Blue Cross and Blue Shield plans in 14 states, is notifying 470,000 people who applied for individual health insurance coverage that their information may have been breached on a website. The insurer became aware of the breach March 8th when it was notified that one insurance applicant filed a class action lawsuit claiming applicant information was readily accessible on the website. That's according to Roy Mellinger, WellPoint's Chief Information Security Officer. Mellinger says the insurer fixed the web glitch that made the data accessible within 12 hours of confirming the problem. WellPoint launched a forensics investigation, which is continuing, that determined that attorneys for the plaintiff in the case accessed 2,000 or fewer screen view summary records in a format similar to a spreadsheet. Some of these summaries included social security numbers. The investigation, however, could not pinpoint which applicants' records were accessed. As a result, the insurer decided to notify all 470,000 applicants in its database about the breach. The notification of 470,000 people would make this the third largest breach reported to the Office for Civil Rights, although the incident had not yet been posted to the official breach list as of this week. In a new case study this week, we describe how improved security isn't always the primary motivation for implementing biometrics for authentication. At Phoebe Putney Memorial Hospital in Georgia, an ongoing rollout of fingerprint scanners paired with single sign-on is designed mainly to make it easier for clinicians to access clinical information systems. But the new technologies have yielded substantial security benefits as well. And in this week's featured interview, Eric Nelson, privacy practice leader at the Linden Group, outlines the questions physician group practices should ask electronic health records vendors about privacy and security. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.